Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Everyone, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Door Podcast. And today, I'm joined by Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And today, we're going to be covering John's fifth chapter in A Storm of Swords. And just want to give a standard trigger warning for violence in this chapter. So, um, if you've this chapter is an immediate, almost an immediate continuation of um, Brand's third chapter in A Storm of Swords. So, um, the chapter starts with. John and the group that he scaled, the group that survived the scaling of the wall, and they're coming across the old hold fast, which we know is Queen's Crown. And, you know, a lot of the early part of the chapter is about John's relationship with Egret and the Wildlings, and, you know, really like a pretty thoughtful commentary on their worldviews. So, you know, Egret is really impressed by, like, you know, a tower house. She thinks a tower house is a castle, and you know, she can't understand how people without giants could build something even taller. And John, you know, is trying to think, trying to tell her that, you know, in old town, there's a tower taller than the wall. And, you know, he knows she doesn't believe him. And he, you know, he thinks like, gosh, I, I could show her Winterfell and give her a flower, um, give her a flower from the gardens and take her in to the great hall and we could bathe in the pools and, um, love beneath the heart tree like he's putting her he's putting her into his world pretty explicitly and you know even thinks like you know he knows that his that ned and um benjamin had talked about like you know maybe they could um you know work to populate the gift more and um you know figure out who would who would get the taxes from those situations and you know if that had been the case like maybe john would have gotten one of those holdfasts and i think he probably puts egret in that holdfast with him as well um and you know they have this discussion like she she thinks like you know he's like these places are abandoned because the wildlings drove them off and you know she's like they're cowards why didn't they why didn't they stay and you know, she, John's like they're probably tired. They're tired of fighting, and um, you yeah, know, it's, she, it's sorry, just a, go ahead. No, sorry, it's just like a cool like that. The whole scene, like I said in the last, like in Brand's chapter, it's just such a cool place. Yeah, and and you can you fall into that like romantic idea of like oh you know what ifs and you know John and Egret and um yeah it's like and, I, I i liked it <laughs> and i mean you know it's like they they have this kind of you know john basically being like you know people should be able to live in peace like and the wild things are the ones that are breaking the peace and then you know egret has this little speech where she says you know you took the whole world and built the wall to keep the free folk out and you know, she says, the gods made the earth for all men to share. Only when kings come with their crowns and steel swords, they claimed it was all theirs. My trees, they said, you can't eat them apples. My stream, you can't fish here. My wood, you're not to hunt. My earth, my water, my castle, my daughter. Keep your hands away or I'll chop them off. But maybe if you kneel to me, I'll let you have a sniff. 
You call us thieves, but at least the thief has to be brave and clever and quick. A kneeler only has to kneel. Um, you know, and <laughs> which that is like a very idealistic, like from Egress perspective, it is this like very idealist perspective around like her philosophy and like a justification for what she's doing. And, you know, John's like, you know, you guys don't just come raiding for fish. You're taking, you know, luxury items and gold and swords and, you know, and women, you know, that don't want, you know, that don't want to go. And, you know, so it's just like interesting back and forth because they are, you know, and he, he always is thinking like, oh, she's such a wildling. She's such a wildling. <laughs> and, you know, she is. Yeah. And, you know, he is. You know, he is a castle-born fancy boy in many in many ways. Yeah. And neither of them are right and neither of them are right. wrong. And that's what, you know, what happens to them is somewhat kind of tragic because neither of them are dumb either. I mean, they're both like, you know, they're both very genuine in their, you know, in their beliefs. But there's enough, there's enough in them that there could have been some, you know, again, like as we find with the wildlings, the Night's Watch and the men in the North in the story as a whole, there's like some room for togetherness and compromise. And like there is between, you know, there definitely was between the, between them too. Like, you know, when it all ends between them, you know, at castle black, like they don't hate each other at the end either, you know, like, and it's not just cause they are in love. I think there's like some genuine respect between them, like respect of their perspectives. Right. And that's what makes this so hard for John because, you know, he thinks like he likes like the mag, the Thens, it seems like they're kind of like their own gang. But I mean, he likes the rest of them. Like he, you know, he likes these people and he doesn't want to and he doesn't want to like know things about them because he knows he's going to betray them if he can. So it's just, you know, it's. But it's not, I mean, I, what I appreciate is that this is not completely one-sided. Like, it's not right. like, oh, the wild things are so awesome and they're so misunderstood. Right. Like, no, they're really pretty shitty sometimes, too. <laughs> but they're people, you know? And it's just, it's heart, It's kind of heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And, you know, at one point he tells her, you know, Mance can't win. And she is, like, super pissed. And... um. <laughs> she shoves him against a tree and then they end up like making out and, like, and they're, you know, they're all kind of like ribbing them a little bit about it, but you know, she has her great line. You're mine. She whispered mine is I'm yours. And if we die, we die. All men must die. Jon Snow, but first we'll live. And, you know, he says, yeah, first we'll live. Ugh. <laughs> so they, you know, they definitely, they have this like very, t- they have this pretty tempestuous relationship, but like, and he's going to betray her and he's lying, but he's also honest with her. Like, it's really, um, it feels very real between them. And I'm going to have a hard time with John and Val or Dan or Danny or whoever he's with, because I really like, you know, I, I like this relationship that he had with Egret. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Um, so, you know, he talks about how basically the Fens are keeping an eagle eye on him. So he never has a chance to leave. And they keep like him, the Fens and the other wildlings. Um, they're pretty consistently interrogating him about, um, you know, like what are the wall's defenses and what's going on at Castle Black. And he tries to tell like believable lies for the most part. But, um, you know, he kind of he knows that they know when when he's bullshitting them. 
So, you know, he is giving away information, you know, but he thinks too, like the people defending, you know, the wall has very few people defending it and they're kind of like the third stringers and, you know, like, it's just, you know, it's not good. Like, and they're going to, you know, some of them are, you know, they're all going to die basically. Like he thinks if they, if he doesn't get to castle black before the fans do, it's just going to be a slaughter. And, um, but then he also thinks like, how can I leave without Egret? Because if I leave without her, the Fens are probably going to, you know, they're probably going to kill her because they're going to blame her in part for his treachery. Right. She's been taking some of the heat for him yeah. when, you know. Yeah. So he's <laughs> really, you know, he is like the definition of conflicted at this point. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it was like, when you read the, it was kind of like nice, the little details he gave about what, what the the guy with the boil on his butt, like, you know, he was like, I don't need, I don't want to know these details, you know, but it was like I mean, fun to read their right. little about their families and this, yeah, you know, like little, the guy oh. who, you know, has the, there's the guy who is about John's age and he has, oh. you know, he's in love with this wildling girl who also is a redhead and just, oh. yeah, I mean, it's. Again, like they're people. Like yeah. we're we're taught, or we're you know, like the yeah. the men south of the wall, the people south of the wall seem to be taught that wild things are, you know, they're like ghouls or something. And you know, no, they're they're people. You know, again, as shitty as everyone yeah. south of the wall is, but they're people. And then he also thinks like he wonders where Ghost is, and he thinks you know that when he's away from Ghost, it's like part of himself is missing. And he feels alone and he, you know, he thinks he doesn't want to die alone. <laughs> like, oh, so, um, so actually want to welcome Devin as a last minute addition to the call as well. So if you hear Devin, not, it's not an illusion. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, so, goodness. Hello, <laughs> so they um, come across to the ruins of the village, which we, we know from Brand's prior chapter is Queen's Crown. And um, it's funny because John, like, immediately knows um, where he is because he remembers the stories that old Nan, um, that old Nan told him. And he, he, um, you know, he tells Egret to look at the tower when the lightning flashes to see the top of it. And, you know, he kind of alludes that about the causeway. Like, he knows, you know, he knows that, too. Um, But... um, you know, he tells her that it was the top of the top of it was painted gold for the queen's crown because um, Queen Al- Queen Allison stayed there, and um, you know took her dragon and everything, and um, he taught you know that he refers to her as good Queen Al- Allison, and Egret has this good line: if she was mm-hmm. so good, she would have torn that wall down. And yeah. again, like <laughs> from the perspective of it, if you think about it, they built a wall and trapped the wildlings with whites and others. Oh yeah, with magic, you know. Like, so if you're a wild thing, like, yeah, like that's pretty bad. Like, what a cutoff! Like resources, and then not to yeah. mention the wildlife. Like the the impact that had on. Oh my gosh, that's true. Like the yeah. wildlife. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, if it's been and like thousands. Spend, years, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, and then to spend years keeping them from getting over or through the wall. Mm-hmm. On top of yeah. that, you cut them off, and then spend years keeping them from getting through. Of course, they hate everything that's going on. But, you know, John thinks the wall protects the realm from the others and from you and your kind as well, sweetling. Which was such a weird, like, 
I feel like John didn't actually think that. Like, he never says, like, a word, like, sweetling. Like, what the, like, whose brain, who got into his brain? It was like that didn't get edited out somewhere. Yeah. Somebody should have called that. Like, sweetling like that? Like, that sounds like suddenly, like, that's Jamie. That's what I was going to say. That sounds like sarcastic Jamie. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's so, like, it's just so out of John's head to, like, think something (laughs) like that, even. It was super weird. So, um, suddenly the Thens are calling for John, and um, there's an old man who had set a fire, and we saw him in in Bran's previous chapter, but basically they've caught this man and they want to kill him. Essentially, the Fens policy is they're going to kill anyone south of the wall that they come across, it sounds like. And, you know, the man is just this old guy. He's not offering any resistance. And, you know, John doesn't want to, you know, John doesn't want to kill him. And, you know, he, he has this thought where he's like, you know, a man should have been free to build a fire here without dying for it. And that's like, but, you know, and that's kind of what John, like, makes a stand on this, like. You know, they're like, you uh, you know, prove it. Prove you're no crow. And, you know, John's first like, well, I'm not a Fen either, so don't order me around. And um, they're like, well, you're not a wild thing. You're a crow with your crow wife. And that triggers Egret, like, massively. And she goes and, and slits the guy's throat and kills him. And, um, but yeah, I mean, John was, like, gonna basically be like, F you. He was, this, he was gonna take a stand here. And I feel like Actually, from a wildling perspective, he kind of has a point. Like, yeah, I'm not going to mm. just kill this random old dude by himself for sitting here. Yeah, what's like, the, what is what that? I feel like, what does that prove even? Like, right. th- what the heck? It's not like another Night's Watch member. It's right. Not, you know. It's like, yeah, I mean, if the wildlings are doing shit like this, like, you know, you kind of, maybe John's right. Maybe you do need a wall. But, of course, they're not just, you know, like, it's not that simple or anything. But, yeah, it's like, this is the, you know, this is the reason they have a bad reputation. Um, and so, you know, John is basically, you know, the Magner says something in the old tongue, which John doesn't know. And he kind of figures they're telling him to kill him. And he's just, but before that can happen, um, you know, it says, you know, death leapt down amongst them and basically, um, a wolf attacks. And at first John's like, oh my God, it's a ghost. But then he realizes he's gray and, um, so we know it's summer. So summer just goes to town. So he, you know, sadly kills like the nice boy that had the girlfriend with the red hair, like <laughs> kills him right away. He's killing people left and right. It's all chaos happening. Um, the old man's mare is like freaking out, but John is able to get on, you know, John's able to get on her and, you know, he's slashing around. He kill, you know, he's killing some people. Someone's calling for him and he doesn't know if it's Egret or, or the Magnar, but you know, he is just cutting down people where he can and he takes off. And you know, there's a you know, they someone throws a spear past his ear. You know, he just keeps going because he knows like if the horse stumbles, if he falls, they're gonna hunt him down. But he's just, you know, he's gonna ride through the rain and he just gets all the ways, he gets super far away. And you know, it's the next basically hours later when the rain had stopped he's he's safe essentially but um you know he's thinking like it has to be a dire wolf and he thinks you know it must have been rob's dire wolf like rob returned to the north maybe but um basically he's got an arrow in his leg he realizes and he also realizes that 
he's got to get rid of it or he's going to die. So um, he actually, like, this made me kind of sick. He pulls the arrow through. He pulls it all the way through his leg to get it out. And, um, you know, he looks at the arrow and, you know, wonders if it was with it, if it was egret. And we, um, we don't find out, though, because she marks her arrows, but the text doesn't tell us if it's her or oh, not. okay. Um, and then, you know, he recovers enough, somehow manages to get up on his horse. And, um, you know, he wrote the last line is another great line. He rode till dawn while the stars stared down like eyes, which is a very, you know, given all of our supernatural elements was really exciting. Um, so I have a big question for this chapter because I do not remember the next Bran chapter, but Bran isn't like in summer for that whole attack is he um i was going to ask the same question (laughs) i was was wondering because it would kind of sort of make i don't know i just can't imagine bran being that violent against people yeah but i can't remember like i feel like that'd be something we'd all definitely remember because i feel like if for that to happen i don't know summer would have had to notice on some level notice John maybe if Bran was in it like I feel like that would be very explicit and I, I cannot remember yeah and I you know the next Bran chapter is quite a ways down because I you know we're obviously getting close to the Red Wedding in the book and so I think it's like quite a ways later so I don't know if I feel like Bran knows that he saw John, but I don't know if he was explicitly like in summer for the attack. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe there's like initiate, yeah, like initiate it and then jet it. <laughs> like then he just really was summer, you know, like he was him to the point where it's not like he was directing summer's activities, you know, because that seems like that would have been like. <laughs> like a lot you know? yeah and like, i don't think it ever gets explained it's kind of, i guess it's kind of left up there for, for you to figure out on your own yeah right i, I want to believe he is <laughs> yeah because i mean it would also make sense because you're protecting him you know right and he doesn't go after you know he doesn't go after john first and it seems you know but i mean you know, I, I guess, like, physically, maybe John would have been surrounded. So, like, obviously, the wolf would have picked off the people on the outer, you know, like, the outer ring first or something, you know. But, yeah, I mean, just, ugh. And just, you know, I think of, like, Egret after this. And, oh, yeah, I mean, I would freaking murder this man. Like, <laughs> oh, like the, the depth. Of his tra- the depth of his betrayal of her is like really awful. Cause she, I know, cause we were just talking about how risky a position she is in. Cause she takes the heat from <laughs> from everyone who, yeah, who thinks, yeah, and just and she just I killed know. this guy, so she's probably even more mad. She's like, okay, I just literally had to kill this guy for him, <laughs> right? Like I had to, kill, you know, and I vouched for you. I vouched for you time and time again, and you know, time and time again, yes. And it'd, it'd be I, interesting to like know from her, like if she had a POV, what she's thinking throughout all this time of them being together. I mean, she's in love with him, so you know, obviously, she's 
delu- a bit delusional as to his true loyalties because it's like yeah. and like I wonder if she this. ever really asked herself the question which I, I probably doubt it she probably just as, as you said she's so in love she probably just believes that yeah he's 100% with us but I mean these discussions they have are you know they're like having like real honest discussions about their you know their culture and yeah. it's not like you know like there is a there is a genuine clash of their culture and they're talking about it so it's not like john is like you know gung-ho everything wildling is awesome like he's still you know he's still a kneeler he still defends and questions the wildling culture a lot like he's not you know like he's pretending on one level, but he's entirely not pretending on like the deeper level. Cause I mean, he does love her. Yeah. He is like as much as, yeah. I mean, it just like, again, they're like a really interesting, complex, complex relationship. And I, I mean, w- honest, like exploration of like this culture clash, like they do love each other, but I don't, you know, do they ever make it? Could they ever like they're, you know, their cultures are so different. I don't and it know. it seems like if they, since they do talk about things, like maybe, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. You feel like if somebody's more honest with you about just things in general, you feel more like if he was trying, maybe in her mind, if he was trying to be fake, he would have been like right. said, super gung-ho and not, nothing against them ever. Like, but it does seem like, like an honest conversation. So that would make someone probably seem more trustworthy. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, that's, you know, it's like, oh, she's cute, he's good-looking, they're young. But, like, that's not really why they're falling in love. Like, it's... Like, they seem compatible. They really, yeah, mm-hmm. they're super compatible, and they are actually having, like, these real conversations about their about their lives, you know? And it's... You know, he does keep trying to put her into his world, which is always so... I mean, maybe it's just because he is in her world, but he always tries to put her in his world and, you know, like, fantasize about that, which is... You know, even you know after she's dead, I think when Stannis is when Stannis offers him Winterfell, he thinks about how, you know, if it had been Egret instead of Val, he might have had a different answer. You know, like he's yeah. he's genuine about it. I mean, obviously she knows it. You know, when she dies, like she knows that he was genuine about his feelings. For as you know, shitty as everything else was, oh, they break my heart. Sorry. Yeah, like, sad. Oh, um, anything else on this chapter, like? I also like reading this and reading like how horrible the Thens are. I was starting to like, holy <laughs> shit, poor Alice Carstark. Like, the, the Gorn seems pretty cool. But like, how could he be that cool? Because like the Thens seem really awful. And then I kind of start feeling bad for her. But, you know, it's like, well, I mean, maybe she got a good one. I don't know. But otherwise, <laughs> pretty terrible. Yeah, they seem unpleasant. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Just to, you know, just think of so much shit that happens in this story is just like literally just like one you know it's like it's either either one bad apple or just somebody set somebody off like well and like it's just just like so unnecessary they didn't even have to get him to do it they could have just killed the guy you know what I mean well, they like, totally started up. just riding yeah. in the north for whatever you right. know Lord knows what and you know just gets killed for just existing wrong, place, wrong time yeah. right like how you know like this is that world like i mean how you know how sucky the thins to me seem like a like they're a northern 
um, ironborn type of people. Uh, like, yeah. They just suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's a couple of good like, ones, but for the most part, y'all suck. Yeah. And like the Gorn is kind of the Asha of the Thens, maybe <laughs> the good, like the good one or whatever. Oh gosh, yeah, that's, that's, true. that's a good and, description. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm sure, like you know, they, who knows what their story is? You know, like they might be oh. from super north where, you know, they've had to deal with a bunch more shit than any of the other wildlings do. Like we don't really know, so who knows? But yeah, I just you know like. It's just, it's really, I mean, I just, again, I just feel like it's a really well-written chapter in that for every, you know, they each have an effective point and counterpoint against each yeah. other. Yeah, they do flow really That's well. fun to read. They're a fun, you know, I'm sure they were a fun relationship to write and a fun relationship to for us to read. And, you know, again, like, damn you, like, <laughs> I don't want them to end. I know. I would have loved to have more of them. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I feel like I'm never, you know... I don't, you know, I and I like Danny. I just, you know, Danny John, I don't care. Like, meh. you're magical. You're meh magical. Ugh, I don't care as much as like, about it. Never like it. I mean, and I'd be, I, I'm interested in either of them with other people, but right. like, magical special people getting together, like, that's kind of boring. Like, magical special person with like, rando, like, normal person, well, it's more interesting to me. <laughs> We need, you know, we need to find Danny some nice, some nice yeah. normal boy for Danny. You know? Rando magical related. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anything else on this chapter from anyone? All right. Well, first I want to apologize. We had some technical difficulties with our mail, so we're not able to read um, or respond to mail today, but we will be eventually. We'll figure it out. So um, apologize for that, and we will get to the messages that we missed. But if you would like to write to us, you can reach us at closethedoorand at gmail.com. You can find us on the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. Tweet us at Door Podcast. Find us on Tumblr at Close the Door and Come Here. Um, I think that's probably about it. You know, maybe one of our green seers will sense your question. Um, on the <laughs> Send us a message in a bottle. Um, <laughs> and please support our podcast on Patreon. I believe we're close the door and come here on Patreon. Um, find, like, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And um, with that, I am closing the door. Get out.